Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Our country vowed to never forget 21 years ago, but those words require action. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has over 80 runs, walks, and climbs across America every year, plus dozens of more golf outings and barbecues you can be part of. There are so many ways that you can take action. Register for an event in your area or volunteer to start one. Do good and never forget by donating $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Y'all, I have recorded so many times in the past week, (laughs) the past two weeks, really, with other people, with myself. You would think I would be dog damn tired right now, but yet here I am. I thought about this week's episode of the, uh, not the Empire Show, what's the damn show? The Encore. Oh, not a cookie line. Not that show. Not that show. I thought about the Encore and I just had to, I had to get on here and spill my thoughts. I just, man, I love this show. Man, I love that show. It's so good. It's so good. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. It's just so good. I'm going to talk about Potomac too. And I'm going to touch on a couple of other things because you know what? If I get into it too deep, then I'll just be repeating myself all over again. It's your weekly episode of me and you, the Housewives and Marvel 2. Let's get into some of this unscripted content. Hey guys, this is the self-proclaimed season ticket holder of pop culture and your mama's favorite black geek. I'm Kendrick, host of the Me and You, the Housewives and Marvel 2 podcast, a podcast that, through my own random and winding rants, discusses everything related to pop culture. Everything from reality TV, to the MCU, to the DCEU, to all of the hot topics being discussed on CNN, NBC, BET, ABC, and 123. Grab your wine glass, sit back, and get ready to cuss and fuss right along with me. Woo! (laughs) Hey, guys. You know what? I've decided to change my last name to King. My last name is going to be King. I'm going to be Kendrick king from now on now i know what you're thinking y'all are thinking because my favorite reality tv producer carlos king that's one of the reasons the other reason is i love me some cherished twins i'm sorry i don't care who the hell gets mad about it i love me some cherished twins okay they are the reason for the season i need them on next season of real housewives of atlanta bravo would be a damn fool if they don't reach out to some of these women to help uh get those casting rumors you know they said the rhoa casting is in shambles so if they don't just go ahead and reach out to some of these people from the encore they'll be making the biggest mistake of their life they all in atlanta well most of them aubrey living uh uh damn sussex or wessex or the child somewhere out the country now she popped up on instagram talking about she moved if you don't get the hell on y'all the cherished twins the last name is king so you know what I'm a king now too. Your mama named you king. I'm gonna call you king, okay? 
Oh, 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 let me tell y'all. I know I would normally do a lot about the Real Housewives of New York and Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but I've been on other podcasts this week, mainly mixing with Monty. You know, we all love Monty. You check those charts, you're going to see Monty multiple times a week, okay? Monty is on the charts. Me and her, we talked about Potomac. We talked about New York. We talked about Beverly Hills. It was just, you know, it was a a good ass time. We talked about all this stuff. So I want you guys to go over there and listen to the episode. Download it, listen, and then rate Monty five stars because Monty really is queen, okay? We all trying to get like Monty. Look, I'm trying to get like Monty. And uh, I want to be the love child of Monty and Ryan Bailey. Like, give me both of them and, like, let me just climb the charts. I want to be, you know, I'm I'm trying to be the amalgamation, okay? I'm trying to speak it into existence. But, see, I'm not going to compete with y'all because I'll be doing, you know, when Marvel calls me, when they open the door for me, finally. Hello, Marvel. I'm still alive. I'm I'm still here waiting for your call. (laughs) Whenever they call me, I'll be mostly doing that kind of stuff. You know, I still want to have me a reality TV podcast, but... You know, I see myself, hold on, look at my vision. I see myself in about maybe two, three years, I see myself with a whole podcast network named after me, multiple podcasts, me signing other people on to my stuff. Now, is that a little soon? Maybe, but that's okay. Hey, I'm, I'm climbing up. I'm making my way out the trenches, out the ghetto, okay? <laughs> Listen, I got a little format to this episode. I'm going to start off with the encore, of course, just because that always makes me so giddy. And then I'm going to briefly touch on, I'll have a little middle section where I'll briefly touch on the Real Housewives of New York and the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Because I will admit, this past week of reality television was a good one. Bershawn on New York, when I tell you I was tickled the entire time, the thing that makes me laugh more than anything else on reality TV is when someone starts shit and then when the other people get mad, they just laugh about it. <laughs> I love that so much. The level of unbotheredness by Bershawn, she was like, look, y'all ain't gonna fight me. This is funny. Let me laugh. Y'all acting big and bad doing all that. Tell me y'all mad about grandmas. Well, hell. I mean, <laughs> stop wearing them damn Lisa Renner depends and they might not call you a grandma. I don't know. I'm Listen, I'm team Bershawn on that one, okay? You know, I, I'm i team Bershawn, okay? That's all I'm going to say about that. And y'all know damn well I got to go over to Beverly Hills. I got to talk about that mascara. <laughs> Hopefully I don't have to talk about Crystal and Sudden because Lord knows I think it's time to put Put a little button on it. Put a top in it. I'm tired. We will put the cork back in the wine. We'll drink some of it later. And by later, I mean at the reunion and then never again. And, you know, everything else in the middle. This Listen, Beverly Hills, even though this was a great week of television, Beverly Hills was way too, way too rent heavy. And, you know, I don't, how do I say this politely? Um... I don't fuck with Lisa Renner, okay? <laughs> so I don't need to know about your Harvey Leger dresses. I don't need to know about none of that. If uh, if you're not trying to wear them to a damn group event, then I don't give a damn about them. And your daughter waking up in bed with whatever boy from uh, Too Hot to Handle or uh, Too Hot to Trot or Hiding Your Pants, whatever the hell the damn show is called. If, if it's not Love Island, damn it, I'm not watching it. Chad got me watching Love Island UK. And guess what? I'm obsessed. They got me watching Love Island USA, too. Guess what? I'm obsessed. I'm watching it all. I didn't know I liked these damn shows like this, but I'm watching all of them now. And I got to find time to do my damn uh, Love and Marriage Huntsville rewatch so I can jump in on a new season. Oh, Lord, I'm tired. I'm just, I'm just, Lord, I'm just tired, okay? I'm working myself to a goddamn early grave, okay? And not only that, the damn Love Island comes on multiple times a week, so I'm just out here trying to out here trying to make it. I'm trying to stay alive because, you know, I'm already committed to watching Big Brother. You know, me, Amanda, and Donnie, we kind of, it's kind of a rotating panel, but we all try to be there as often as possible. We put out a new episode every Sunday, so check it out. We all uploaded the first episode, so you probably heard that first Big Brother episode that I dropped in my feed. 
But now, if you want to hear the rest, just go over to uh, Amanda. You know, it's all happening with Amanda Page. Go check that out. Donnie, I think, will be the one that will upload them every single week going forward. It's just that he, Donnie has been on vacation. We ain't seen Donnie in Bel. <laughs> the know that boys are gone, okay? I, I guess they coming back one day, child. I don't know. Don't ask me. Ask your mammy, okay? Let me go ahead and get into the encore because, man, oh, man, this was a good episode. When I tell you I laughed from start to finish, and when I tell you I was incised right along with them at the end against producer Cosine, let you know what. Let's just let's let's get into it. We're picking right back up from the big blow up in the studio from the night before where it was, of course, the twins versus everybody else. You know what? That's okay. Pastor said, the pastor said, when nobody else got your back, God does. Okay. I guess if you got a twin, then it's you and your twin and God against the world. Okay. Lamisha is in the kitchen with bad Pamajama. And they're having like, you know, light conversation, even though they got into it last night too. Misha has on like this flowing green dress and her best red wig. And Pam is dressed like a foot soldier for the Lord, okay? In her combat boots, her army fatigue, you know, the green, you know how how she looking. And Misha ends up extending an apology to her that Pam, of course, you know, Pam, Pam accepts the apology immediately. You know, she's like, I ain't even thinking about that more. I ain't thinking about that. Felicia comes in and we get reminded that today is the day of the big listening party where some industry execs and their old group mates <laughs> show up to hear some of the music that they've been working on. Now, see, Aubrey, she knows damn well nobody from Danity Kane is coming. Diddy damn sure ain't coming when he low-key wanted to fight you on that last episode of Making the Brand. Listen, I know y'all remember that. Diddy, Diddy was mad, okay? That man fired damn near everybody in that room. He was like, I'm sick of this shit. He he ain't coming, Aubrey, so get that out your head. So maybe that's why she had such a, a sour, angry, raggedy disposition this entire episode. I don't know. She's talking to Pam, and it's nothing... Nothing nice. Somehow she starts dragging the twins and says they set themselves up to do everything and, you know, not make a group sound and that their songs are going <laughs> to, their songs are going to get as many sales as Cherish did. See, <laughs> not everybody constantly. Whenever people get mad in this house, they drag Cherish's uh, group sales. Like, I thought Cherish did pretty okay. I thought the album, like, debuted at number one now i don't know if it, i don't think it stayed there for long but i it, it was up there so like I, I think they sold a little bit did they go platinum somebody looked that up did they go platinum i don't know it was a good little bop though don't don't sleep on that cd cherish bopped out a little bit okay so, 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 see the baby Cedar pops up and basically tells them that the listening party is moments away so get ready brace yourself okay after Cedar makes her exit, the ladies start planning, you know, like what songs they'll start with and what they go preview, the order, you know, everything else that goes into a listening party. I ain't never had to throw no damn listening party. I'm not throwing a listening party for y'all to listen to this damn podcast. Y'all can do that on the comfort of your own toilet, okay? Don't, yeah, I don't need to pay for y'all to have some food to listen to this dumb shit, okay? <laughs> they have a song called uh, go don't leave and apparently the only copy of it is on cosine's computer you know that's the producer of the house supposedly quote unquote they call him and he says he'll send it but you can tell like they're getting annoyed with him and his quote unquote rookie mistakes they also realize he's been changing the twins version of the songs the house collectively likes the twins versions better They feel like he always wants to take lead on something, but never wants to follow through. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Don't we all know them kind of people? I work with them kind of people. 
I'm so tired of motherfuckers taking lead on everything. But then when you ask them a week later, you know what? Okay, uh, so so how's it been going? You need help with anything? Oh yeah, can you just can you just take over it? You know, I, they they gave me another assignment, and I've been what damn assignment? Then people ain't gave you shit. You can do that. You <sighs> let me stop. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Who? Let me stop. Okay, COVID decimated my industry we got rid of a lot of we got rid of some dead weight okay so let me not rant about the mess okay they even previewed the other song that he'll finally send and it sounds it sounds off to everybody to everybody clearly the house is a bit over cosign and his version of the songs and obviously they prefer felicia's production value a little bit more People start arriving for the listening party and listen. I almost put on like some color, some colorful overalls with only one side fastened. I almost grew some hair on my bald ass head and cut it like Gumby. I almost got me a Walkman and put some CDs in and started doing the kid and play dance. Like I was, I was in a flashback. Okay. Brandy from black walked in and I immediately started singing Oh, baby, bring it all to me. Ooh. Your time, your love, your space, your energy. Bring it. Listen, I almost started singing that damn song from Bring It On. As if I'm ever going to take you back. But I know damn well I can't throw my leg up that high no more. Hell, let alone do a damn toe touch or a round off. So I'm not going. <laughs> I'm not. I, that's not my ministry, okay? I'm going to leave that alone. Then in walks Mila, the lead vocalist, the only vocalist from 702. Ooh, see, let me stop. <laughs> let me stop so I can get Irish and Lamisha on this podcast one day. They go hear me talking about their vocals and whoop my ass, okay? Misha look like she can fight, so let me not do that. By the way, both Brandy and Mila look good as fuck, okay? They look the fuck good, with a D with a D and a T on the end. Good. Okay. Brandy could be Monique Samuels doppelganger. Okay. See, that's the idea right there. I'm gonna make a reel about that. Y'all ain't gonna like the shit, but that's okay. Has anybody ever seen them in the same place? I don't know. We we need to invest. Somebody need to investigate that. Okay. Right on cue. In walks Kima from Total. Kima looks good too, but. Something is, I don't know, something's, uh, I don't want to say something's off, but I, listen, let me move on. Even Jazzy Faye and uh, uh, Ronnie DeVoe show up. Matter of fact, Ronnie Raggedy Ass better show up the way he was making them, <laughs> making up shoulder dances on uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta. He ain't got shit else but to, do, to show up, hell. He showed up with balloons and everything. Okay, Ronnie, you better be a good husband. That's what we like to see. Okay. Side note. Let me just say, Irish <laughs> makes it a point to say that Mila was the lead singer of 702, duh, but that she's excited for this listening party because she wants to kind of like, she wants to prove herself, okay? Aw, just, uh, just, just keep that in mind, okay? Kama walks up to Pam, who is surprised that she's there, and they're both emotional, but child, Kama couldn't wait to get in on Pam's ass, okay? She said, while she was crying, I want our friendship back. It don't make no sense that, you know, we, we out here not making money, but whatever, it's cool. I want us back as friends, even though you blocked me on social media and won't return my calls and tried to fight me at Lennox Mall at one time when she didn't say all that, but look. I can read between the lines, okay? Kima got a story to tell. And whatever channel let her do it, do they have an I wonder if they have an unsung. Ooh, I'm going to look for that. You know, you you know the real good groups, they got unsungs in there. So and they they were doing a whole lot of fighting in them studios. So I need to I need to see what's going on. We also find out that Felicia and Fallon's older sisters didn't bother coming either. But they said it's okay because they know how busy they are. Child. Farrah and Neosha could have came, okay? Ooh, not me knowing all the, the cherished members' names, bye. Bye. 
they crank up the music and Ronnie and Jazzy Faye, they like, uh-uh, no, no, stop it, cut it out, stop it. They stop the music and tell them to basically perform along with the songs like they some damn dancing monkeys. They like, uh-uh, kill that shit, kill that shit. I mean, listen, it's a damn listening party and I think you're supposed to be there to listen, but okay. That's all they needed to hear. Them girls started going off, dancing and dutty whining and twirling and twerking and everything else. See, <laughs> Aubrey annoyed me during this. We, I, we shouldn't have to endure Aubrey all day all the damn time. Sitting up there pouting and complaining the whole damn episode i mean my god girl just leave leave the house i mean you give good shade i won't lie about that the shit you say in your damn confessionals is funny as fuck but damn you bringing the energy down like all the way down you bringing the energy down even nivia and irish noticed it the entire time they were noticing that sour disposition on your face like damn just leave I would have tried to do some big brother shit and I would have had a secret meeting to evict her ass out the house. Call me Janelle or Dr. Will or Frenchie or somebody. Not Frenchie. If y'all aren't even watching this season, y'all don't know who the hell that is, but watch it anyway so that you can listen to my big brother episodes with Amanda and Donnie. This is when we get that super awkward moment of seeing Irish realizing that she isn't really on any other damn songs. I mean, it's. she said, why am I embarrassed? <laughs> Girl, I don't know. Look, I would be too, Ireland, Scotland, London. I'd be embarrassed too. The real gag is Aubrey is all over these damn songs and doesn't want to be there. Give Irish little voice ass those parts. When 702 linked up after the performance, she singled out Shamari and talked about, you know, her complaining about not having any parts. They, you know, listen, <laughs> it's too damn many of y'all anyway. Misha, Mila killed me with that shit. She said, girl, look, it's so damn many of y'all won't nobody notice. I know you fucking lying, but look, you ain't lying. You telling the truth, Mila. I know that's right. Mila, what she really wanted to say was, girl, this is just a little yang, yang, yang around the house. You ain't really got to worry about this. It ain't going to produce no real check, girl. Just just come here, get this little BET money, and come on home. Kama once again confronts Pam in a relatively polite way. <laughs> Come on, church whisper confrontation. That's what we like to see. We love to see it. She gave her all of them compliments about the gospel song, but then immediately was like, why are you here trying to make a super group? We a super group, child. Pam was like, uh-uh, girl, don't blame me. Blame God, okay? He told me to come here. But Kima, <laughs> Kima started really spilling some tea. She said, you remember when you said we're Destiny's Child and you were Beyonce? Pam was like, mm, no, I, I don't remember that. Now, Kima was like, you don't? Pam said, no. See, Pastor Pam, I know you fucking lying. You were signed the bad boy telling people that you were the Beyonce of the group. Child, the Beyonce of total that that joke writes itself. So I'm not I'm I'm not even gonna do that to you, Pam, because I actually kind of like you on this show with your homophobic ass. <laughs> let me stop. Let me stop. Aubrey wants to prove a point, so she finally makes the decision to leave. She takes my advice, and she leaves. Y'all remember a few seconds ago when I told her to leave, and then she now she gone, and so she doesn't feel like she followed my advice and didn't leave. Well, she gone now, okay, baby. Keely woke up the next morning and it sounded like a damn echo in that house. Aubrey? 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 Have you seen Aubrey? Keely ain't that damn upset though. Because <laughs> she really got that damn room to herself now. Keely was just trying to make sure that, you know, she could walk around that room naked without Aubrey walking in on her. Y'all remember Pam thought that Aubrey wanted to eat her box, okay? <laughs> You know what? It is too late at night. Let me stop. I'm being ridiculous right now. <laughs> There's an all-out manhunt for Aubrey, and they finally just settle on, yeah, she, I think she gone. As if all of this wasn't enough, 
Now we got to confront Cosine for not being the super producer that he's supposed to be. When Bird's Eye View is brought up, he plays it and plays Felicia's version. And that's the one that everybody is jamming to. But now he's like, nah, 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 cut that shit, cut that shit, wrong version. That pissed Felicia off way too bad, real bad. Because apparently it's disrespectful to stop a producer's song while it's playing to play your own version. If that makes sense. I don't know if it does. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. He starts playing his version that has a lot of bass in it. I mean, it sounds like a damn Gucci Mane song. It's supposed to be an R&B song with just like strings and harps and harmonies. And it, it got... Like, it, it sounds like a damn... Uh, I'm, I'm Gucci in the eight. I'm about to say Gucci in the eighties, child. Gucci in the early two thousands, okay? Because <laughs> Gucci been out a minute. God damn it! All right. Shamari is like straight jamming though. He said, "Are you thrown off to Felicia?" And she said his version. She had it stopped, shade, and said, "Well, you got too much bass in it." Because he asked her again, are you thrown off? Because Shamari doesn't look thrown off. She's like, you got too much damn bass in it. And that, she didn't give a fuck <laughs> about Shamari bobbing her head, okay? They get into it, and Cosign starts with the relax and the sweethearts and all that kind of stuff. Basically, all the stuff that men do to women and, you know, in professional settings that's so damn counterproductive. You know, it's all just so... Mwah. And Keely ends up getting mad too. Now they're talking about the stems for the song that he takes and doesn't do anything with. And basically everything that he's not doing as a producer. He said, the records are done when I'm done with them. And Felicia said, uh, I think <laughs> the fuck not. Ooh, wee. It's a lot of damn tension in this room. I tell you that. He said, I'm the producer in this house. Felicia and Keely both are like, no, Felicia, the producer in this house. Boy, oh boy, he told them to go look at his Wikipedia page and shit got heated. This is when we get one of my favorite moments in the damn episode. Felicia says, this is not a dick measuring contest, but if it was, trust me, I have BDE. I have big dick energy whoo listen i'm sorry but i love the chair swings i don't care 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 okay i don't care leader leader the, the negative comments for your mama i don't care she told him you can either be a part of this team or you can go be a chauvinistic bastard somewhere else boom and now we said it okay and just like that i'm salivating salivating for the next episode, like I always am. Before I move on to the newest episode of Potomac, let me just, I want to take a, a brief interlude. I don't know how brief it'll be if I start ranting. I don't know, but I'm calling it a brief interlude right now to talk about this past week's episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Real Housewives of New York. Both of them, great episodes. Now, look, I'm not going into too much detail on them because I do want y'all to listen to... Uh, if you haven't subscribed to Monty's Patreon, that's always a good investment. But I have an episode, like, on her regular podcast, too. And it's, uh, it's like, it's a, a thick episode. I want to say it's like... Ooh, what is it? Like, maybe, like... I'm going to say two hours, but I feel like that's maybe a stretch, <laughs> but maybe not. I don't know. I feel like it's almost two hours long. It's, yep, two hours long. Me and Monty talking some things, okay? We talking about the things, okay? So go over there, mixing with Monty, subscribe to it. I'm sure if you listen to me, you listen to Monty, though. But go over there. We really flesh out all of our thoughts and our hot topics about Beverly Hills, about New York, about Potomac, about the teens. And on Patreon, we get into some of these damn casting rumors. Like we get into the shambles that is Real Housewives of Atlanta. Because apparently they're in shambles right now. They get into the teens. The teens. And let me just give y'all a little preview. Atlanta. Y'all know I always talk about 
pulling people from the encore because why not add people from another hit reality show that know how to do reality TV? The twins are like a flash in a pa- They really like, they understand the assignment. They got on the show and they really knew how to like turn it out. Shamari, you were on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. I could see Shamari coming back for another season if they like added somebody else from the encore, like a Nivea or the twins. I mean, I feel like that would be some good ass TV. Shamari. I always feel like Shamari deserved another, just like one more season to really kind of flesh out her story. Her story was kind of weird on camera. You know, it was the whole, like, I kind of want to be a lesbian, kind of don't want to be a lesbian. I kind of want to be with my husband. I'm going to have these twins. Don't worry about my sexuality no more. You know, it was kind of a whole, a whole thing. So maybe if she comes back with them, that'd be a good look, but I don't even know. If she really liked the twins. So I, she might think they shit starters, but Hey, we love a shit starter. Okay. <laughs> Listen, before I'll say Beverly Hills for last, but let's talk about New York for a little bit. This episode of New York, I loved it was, it, it made me laugh a lot. They started off with some, like, trip to, I don't know. They they did a lot of learning, but, you know, when Ebony, child, when Ebony, when, when Ebony trying to get them to learn, it's a problem. But they didn't mind learning about witches. I guess witches want to know about themselves, so. <laughs> but, you know, they, they do all of that. But I don't want to talk about any of that. I want to talk about two things in particular. One, Ramona, I'm starting to get very concerned not about your blatant like Karenisms, because that's been a concern since season one. Let's not play the games. I'm talking about your bowels. Like, there's no shame in wearing the pins. Like, I know you wear them like you know the, the, that same blouse over and over again, that same variation of that blouse over and over again with jeans. I feel like you just got to get like some sexy depends. And like, cause I think they make, or maybe that was a joke on Saturday Night Live. I don't know. They make sexier depends where you don't really see the lines. But if this is just falling out of you, the way it's falling out of you, you need to address it. Cause at this point, it's getting kind of weird. Not kind of weird. It's gotten, it's been weird for a long ass time. Sonya went in there and you tried to blank. She said, look, there is literally like, just like a stack of shit. <laughs> on the floor and Sonya is looking at it like, wait, there is literally shit on the floor right now. And Ramona tried to say that it was makeup girl. Listen, Maybelline don't look like that. That L'Oreal don't look like that. I don't know who else got Rena Beauty. Well, maybe Rena Beauty looked like that. I don't know. <laughs> Let me stop before Lisa Rena sue the fuck out of my ass. I don't the 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 commercials I see on TV. Their makeup don't look like that. It usually got a little a little shimmer to it. You know, it, every Hue Beauty don't look like that. It don't look like nothing no more. But still, it, it was looking good in this heyday. Okay, <laughs> Ramona, you gotta the fact that Sonya could not help but to just crack the hell up at all of this made it even worse. Like I could not get off the floor laughing at this like literal big ass chunk of doo-doo just sitting on the floor. Like what is really happening in New York? And I feel like this doesn't get addressed enough. Chelsea from Oh No Bravo. uh, She has a podcast, her and Donnie actually that I do the big brother podcast with. She said that um, they have a podcast together called I'm the cute one. And I, she said recently that she feels like this in particular doesn't get discussed enough. And I feel the same way. Like we are all way too comfortable with the amount that Ramona like shits on the floor and then just like, doesn't do anything about it. Like if there's a medical issue at play, then okay, fine. Like I'm not going to judge you on the medical issue, but it just seems like you may be a little too proud to, where it depends or, you know, really go to the doctor or maybe even clinch. I don't know. Ain't nothing wrong with clinching. Okay. You just gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta really like learn how to work the muscles. That's what you gotta do. Because at this point it's getting a little, it's, it's getting weird, sis. I don't know. I, I don't know, Ramona. The other thing I want to talk about is how much I loved the unhinged, chaotic performance that Bershawn gave us on this episode 
Bershawn was promised a girl's trip, okay? <laughs> and she was going to let y'all know it. Like, look, don't be trying to bore me. I Ramona told me we was going to have a good time up here. She said y'all were some good girls. Y'all knew how to let loose and have a good time. Child, all she's seen is them uh, whisper to each other and order uh, uh, non-alcoholic drinks and stuff. She was like, yeah, listen. She said y'all are boring, okay? She said what she said. She said it like Nene Lee. She said what the fuck she said, okay? And that's just that on that. She said y'all are boring. She called y'all grandmas. Now, look, y'all ain't got no grandchildren, but, you know, uh, don't fight it, okay? Just lean into it. You know, Victoria, is that Luann's daughter's name? Victoria, she could have kids at the moment. Alec. I think that's his name. He could have a child at any moment. Like, you're not far off from potentially being a grandmama one day. Like, it's not a, it's not an insult. Grandmas are fun, I guess. But not on a girl's trip, apparently, because y'all weren't very fun. I don't, I don't know. Listen, I don't go on girl's trip. I go on boy's trip, so I can't really tell you. I can't speak to how fun a girl's trip is, okay? I don't get invited on them, all right? I just know. I just know that Brashawn felt how she felt. And that whole, and I, the beef I didn't know that I needed on reality TV was definitely Brashawn versus Sonya. Because I'm sorry, that shit cracked me the hell up the entire time. Now, she was saying something to Sonya. I forgot half the damn argument by now. But the end of that episode, Raven from the Bitches Better podcast she said it perfectly. She was like, that gave us vibes of Marlo <laughs> and Sheree in Africa with the like it it was vibes, okay? I don't know what vibes it was, but it 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 needed to be seen, okay? That whole thing, and I love the fact my favorite part was her after starting all this shit, Brashawn came down there. And said, ooh, y'all, yeah, I'm a little drunk. Girl, you ain't have shit to drink. Quit quit lying. Quit blaming it on the goose. Gray Goose said, I know you fucking lying. Don't blame this shit on me. I ain't did nothing. I know that's right, Gray Goose. Don't blame it on that, Bashar. Just own it. Own it, okay? That's how you become a top-tier housewife. Just own the shit and be unapologetic about the stuff that you owning. We'd love to see it, okay? Bashar, I'm here for you. I need you to stick around. I need you in all of the episodes that are coming up this whole second half of the season. I need to see you in all of the episodes. Okay. I really want to see you and Ebony getting along, but I know that might be asking a lot. I know y'all are just, you know, fundamentally different people. There's nothing wrong with, you know, viewing the entire, you know, well, not the entire, but viewing different spectrums of the black community. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, they are definitely very different personalities. You know, Bershawn's like, we're all humans. Ebony like, nah, fuck that. I'm black. <laughs> you know, I'm like that too. Ebony, little black and the black and the black and the black and the black. I feel you on that. And I'm not talking about black, like Shamari now, Shamari and Brandy. I ain't talking about that. Oh, then, uh, didn't Eva make a joke like that on Real Housewives of Atlanta? See, let me not get in trouble because they'll be talking about I'm colorist when I'm just talking about the damn music group. See, let me move on. See, uh, I didn't got uncomfortable. Let me let me go on to Beverly Hills because I didn't got uncomfortable. Now, Beverly Hills, let me say, they got COVID. I think three of them, Kathy, Kyle, and Dorit maybe, all had COVID, so they had to stop filming for a while. Garcelle went to check on Kyle, but she stayed downstairs. She was like, girl, please don't. <laughs> I ain't coming up there with your sick ass. Ooh, Chad, let me tell you something. COVID almost took me out of here. But Chad, listen, I'm not I'm not Kyle ass, okay? I, ooh, let me not let me not go there, okay? Listen, Erica Jane, let me just get to it. That <laughs> Bravo. I mean, you on the network, so bravo. Bravo, you, 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 you almost had me. You really did. You almost had me. I'm, when I watched Viola Davis in Fences, she was crying. She had them snot bubbles. You know, you know, them snot bubbles that come out. She was crying. She had the, the, the scarf, the bandana on her head. She was in the backyard. I'm talking about, she was giving it to Denzel. She was crying. That was an Academy Award winning performance 
she earned that that Oscar, okay? That was Monique at the end of uh, Precious when she was at that desk with Mariah Carey when she who go do who go do it then hmm hmm since you're so smart with your fucking degree see you was given one of them level performances and to drive it home you walk past every single you walk past Ramona's makeup <laughs> on the bathroom floor. And you went and got some mascara that was not waterproof. Let me tell you something. You did it, sis. You did a good job. A lot of people believed you. A lot of people were buying right into it. They said, you know what? I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to believe her. Maybe she didn't know. Maybe you didn't know, Erica. Maybe you didn't. Now, I'm, I'm choosing to believe you were on the side of a little willful ignorance. I don't think you didn't know nothing. You knew some, but you you delivered that performance now. And Kyle, <laughs> Kyle, go find a way. To listen, you was you were filming with the right person. You knew not to go do that shit with Garcelle because Garcelle would have been like, "Girl, you didn't know nothing about them orphans. You ain't know nothing about that plane. You didn't know that man was borrowing them tens of thousands. You didn't know Don, Danielle Staub was gonna be the one that you know what? Well, let me stop." <laughs> See, for me, that documentary ruined it for me. Now I don't believe nothing that nobody say ever in life in history. So, Erica, I don't know. You didn't kind of tell your draws with me. I'm saying I'm so damn southern, but you didn't tell your draws with me. I don't. I I'm not the. I'm not the one or the two. The the three is a stretch as well. I just I don't. I don't see it, sis. I mean, you 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 did what you needed to do with the snot bubbles. Like you could be if they do a, a, a how to get away with murder reboot, you might could be Annalise Keaton. Like you not not Annalise, you could be Anna Annabelle Keaton. No. <laughs> oh, not me bringing the Conjuring into this. You know what? Let me go to Potomac because I'm doing the most right now. Because Erica, uh, I don't know. I just sorry. I just don't believe it, sis. I'm ready to see all this play out though. Your story's changing a whole lot, and I'm ready to see what the version of the events are next week. I need to see y'all. I don't need to see y'all on vacation together, but I need to see y'all like at dinners with the entire group talking about this. That's what I need. That That's what I need. I need Garcelle present. I need Kathy present because she go, Kathy go slip up and tell you her real opinions. Uh, I don't need Dorit there. I don't need Lisa Renner there. I don't need Kyle there. Fox Force 5 or whatever the hell y'all be saying. I don't even know who the other member is, but I, uh-uh. I don't need, uh, uh, uh. I, don't, I don't need it. I don't need it. Y'all don't be, y'all kind of pussyfoot around too much when it comes to your friends. But anybody else, y'all would be ganging up on like you do every single season. Y'all would have your target and y'all would be on her ass like back pockets. But now that it's Erica, Fox 45, the Ice Queen, and I'm talking about Emma Frost. Y'all are all of a sudden, y'all got morals and values and y'all don't want to bring it up. That's my friend. I know her. She's amazing. She's a great mother and all this kind of stuff. You know what? I done fucked around and got pissed off. Let me talk about Potomac. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to Potomac yet. <laughs> I was about to, but I forgot. My girl, Nimade, that African butterfly on Instagram, she had some thoughts on Erica Jane and Beverly Hills this week. So I'm going to let her do the heavy lifting for me, even though I just, you know, just did a whole lot of ranting. But besides that, I'm going to let her talk. Okay. I'm going to let her talk. She going to tell you her thoughts about Erica Jane. And I want y'all to let me know on Instagram if y'all agree. Oh, Nimade. Hey, it's Nimade, that African butterfly. Um, My main thoughts on the last Beverly Hills. Well, I have a couple thoughts. Um, First of all, I like Kathy Hilton. I really do. But I'm amazed at how much everyone loves her. And just for saying dumb shit. Like, she's amusing, but, like, iconic. Because she doesn't know certain things. It's it's amazing to me. Um, and then the Erica Jane thing. Um, she... I mean, this is nothing new. This is what everyone's saying. But she's so performative. And it's like, we've seen you, like, sobbing at dinner not a single mascara down your face and now all of a sudden you have all the mascara down and like i mean 
I want to say kudos to her because when she starts to pre-sale for her next book, I will definitely get one. The amount of time she said, I have such a story to tell, but I can't tell it yet. We get it, Erica. You have a book coming out. We will buy it. Like, we'll read the book. We'll find out your story. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was a little bit much for me. Um, and then also, I still completely love Crystal. I think she is fabulous. I think it's interesting um, watching people with her because she doesn't back down. And people always say they like a confident person until they disagree with a confident person. And that confident person won't change what they say. I know people like to say, I'm sorry this made you feel this way. is not an apology. But I do think that sometimes it is an apology. Sometimes you meant to say what you said. And you're sorry that the outcome of what you said hurt someone's feelings, but that does not change that you meant what you said. So I'm sorry if what I said hurt your feelings, or I'm sorry that what I said hurt your feelings. It was not my intent to hurt your feelings. It was my intent to express how I feel, and this is how I feel. It is what it is. Um, but I also hope that that argument is, like, squashed, because I don't want to hear about it anymore. Um, and that's really all that was worth talking about this episode. Oh, wait, 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 I have one more thing. I love Kyle. She's always going to be one of my favorite housewives. But just because I love her doesn't mean I think she's perfect. And one thing she does that is super annoying is she, like, makes each moment, like, about her. Like, when Erica was trying to put on her performance, Kyle was like, oh, my God, this makes me feel so bad that you feel bad. This makes me feel so bad. Like, it's not about you. And you letting the person know, like, yes, I think Erica was laying it on thick. But, like, if this is a real-life scenario and a friend comes to you with a problem, you letting them know how upset it makes you knowing that they're upset is not the way to help them. And I wish you would, wouldn't do that. Okay, now I'm done for real. Bye. I'm glad she said it about Kyle because that was exactly what I was about to say. Kyle will make sure that she is front and center. And, like, I, I've mentioned Chelsea now a few times in this episode, but she pointed out that no matter what the scenario is, Kyle is always going to do something to remind you that she's an actress. <laughs> Girl, they showed the old house on the prairie clip. I, who, I, Kyle, if you don't get out of here, like at least Garcia, you know what? Somebody messaged me the other day. Oh, I can't remember who it was. Somebody messaged me and was like, Garcelle is in the MCU? I was like, yep, she's in the Spider-Man movie. Was in Coming to America. See, at least Garcelle working right now. Now, she might not have a lot of lines in the movies, but at least she's working right now. Well, you know, Kyle got a, a Christmas movie coming out. I think it's called The Real Housewives of the North Pole or something like that. But it's going to be on Peacock, so we won't see it. After I watch Dr. Death, I probably won't log back into Peacock for another child until the All-Star Housewives come out, I guess. Might, maybe not even for that because that cast just doesn't do it for me. You know what? This is not a drag peacock moment. I have a lot of those moments already. I'm not giving y'all a drag peacock moment today. Let me go ahead and go into Potomac. Hey, have you guys checked out The Dip? It's the site that allows you to read articles about some of your favorite shows written by experts and fans focused on depth, not on clicks. Their personalized subscription site allows you to follow high-quality coverage surrounding the shows that you love and the shows you love only. I just got done reading an article about WandaVision, you know, one of my favorite MCU projects, and it said the only logical follow-up is Howard the Duck. It's insane. I mean, I love it. Check out the link in my podcast episode description. Click around on some of those articles and sign up for The Dip today. Why didn't y'all tell me that this was another extended episode? I'll be about to walk out the room as soon as like 7.59 hit. You know, that's the time it comes on here, 7 o'clock, okay? The central time zone is a real time zone, okay? I'm about to walk out and boom, they still talking. I never know what the hell is going on. We pick right back up from hot box and broken dick and sing, sing. By the way. Karen admitted in this episode that Sing Sing comment was a reach because she didn't know what it was. But I was actually, you know, when I talked to Monty, 
Uh, we actually talked about this and what that comment possibly meant and the rumors behind it. So make sure you listen to that. I know I've plugged that episode a few times during this, but it was a really, really, really good conversation, a really good time. So go listen to that. And we actually get into the rumors behind the Sing Sing comment. She said it's a jail, which it is, but we think she meant something a little different. So check that out. They start arguing and start right back up. They eating and Mia jumps in and says, I'm your friend, Karen, and I love you, but I'm such a great judge of character. And Giselle, she has a beautiful heart. <laughs> Listen, I love my green-eyed bandits, but even this tickled the fuck out of me, okay? I don't know why, but I grabbed my stomach. I was laughing. I'm talking about I was snuggling. I did one of these. I said... I was snorted and everything. It was like, I, I got tickled by that. I like Mia, okay? Mia is trained to go. And we like a housewife that comes in already ready. We don't need any green housewives. We just want you to come on in. I'm not sure what energy she's giving, but she's giving energy, okay? So I'm here for it. Karen says that her issues with Giselle started when she felt like Giselle wished death upon Ray, which is... It, it's kind of a Mr. Fantastic stretch. Like, it, it was reaching. It was giving John Krasinski, okay? It, it, it was a little bit of a stretch. Then, when asked why she didn't bring it up initially, because that happened, like, I think four years ago. <laughs> I think that was, like, season two, maybe. Maybe season three. But it happened, like, four years ago. She said, because I have young children. Uh, you mean that college-age daughter and that grown-ass son? Is that who you talking about? Child... I guess this question didn't sit right with Karen, though, because she attacked Robin immediately. She said, my vow renewal is soon, but when is your marriage or your fake marriage or something like that? Robin said, after COVID, oh, <laughs> like, duh, like, aren't we all supposed to be waiting? The way y'all got in Cynthia Bailey's ass for having a big wedding during COVID? See, all right, now, and Karen was at that wedding, too. I'm just saying, don't y'all be mad at Robin for trying to wait till after COVID child she talking about Juan go take that damn ring back to the pawn shop you know what bye <laughs> bye Karen you know what Wendy finally reveals you know she pulls the focus back to her she's like okay this is my house y'all cut it the fuck out now she reveals that she indeed did get her ass done a BBL honey okay and Wendy looks the fuck good Wendy got titty cupcakes she had a, a, a booty cake she got her regular new implanted titties fake titty like it, all, it was titty galore in the Ocefo house okay they get ready to leave and chat Mia starts giving out her phone number to everybody right in front of Karen listen I get it, Mia. You got to make sure you have a friend for every single occasion, okay? If you want to go, you know, throw that ass in a circle one night, you call Ashley Darby. If you want to go sell some, you know, some some embellished hats, you call Robin. If you want to go, you know, buy some kind of tacky clothes, you can call anybody on the cast, okay? <laughs> oh, let me stop. They're going to get on my Instagram and roast my ass. Let me quit. Our next scene, we actually get to meet Mia much better. Born and raised in the DMV. She got a, a big ass penthouse with views of the harbor. Three kids, two from her current husband, one from a previous one. Uh, she got like 14 joint chiropractic clinics all across the country. Maybe they're all on the, the East Coast. I don't know. Okay, Mia, I see you though. Apparently her husband was the one that like built most of them from scratch. But then he kind of took a step back and she basically became the front man and took over the day to day and the building of the places all like that. Okay. I see you Mia boss lady. We got boss baby on Peacock. Now we got boss lady on Bravo, but you know, Bravo turned into Peacock. So we got a little bit of everything. Okay. Mia. We haven't seen Candace since she had the boo-boo like Ramona last episode and skipped out on Wendy's titty party. She's on set for a show that's being like shopped around currently. Listen, I support Candace as an actress and as a singer. Now keep in mind, 
I'm the one who like got with some other podcasters and Instagram accounts around the holiday times. And we actually sat our asses up and had a viewing party for her BET Christmas movie. Okay. Where the little boy stole the lottery ticket from them. Damn hardworking people. Oh, bastard. You know, it was a lot. I think his name was spider. Anyway, Chris Bassett is managing her now, and as long as he isn't like no Ike Turner, then we uh, we fully support it, okay? And he's never given me Ike vibes, so I think we're good. I'm talking to the priest, the high priest, and everybody out there in the universe. See, ooh, why I picked that song? See, I'm messy. Let me let me move on. We check in with Ashley, and look, Ashley is way too damn comfortable with her mother. She's talking about her having sex with Michael and how she has more than one hole and how she's been doing the most to help that man ejaculate like Hannah was doing Luke on Summer House. (laughs) Ashley, no offense, but the last thing I want to do is picture Michael Darby on top of anything. Hey, I I don't want to picture him bottoming either, okay? (laughs) Let me stop. Michael, at some point, Michael is going to sue my ass. I'm only a year into this damn podcast. Michael going to sue me. Don't sue me, Michael. I'm just playing. Robin goes to visit Giselle and sees the new house. But mainly, she tells her that she's a bit tired of Jamal and her long-distance relationship and how it hasn't been working out because basically she wants somebody that's like eight miles away instead of eight states away and you can try you know you you you, listen (laughs) jamal is an easy read i'm not gonna do jamal okay she's over the shit and she wants to really christen that new bed of hers in the west wing of her home okay they call candace and they give her the lowdown on wendy's titty party they are over karen And Karen, as we see in the same scene, is over them. (laughs) Robin mentioned that Karen is always bringing a wand. And Giselle said, y'all are engaged and building a house. Ray will be dead before y'all can afford to. Ray will be dead before they can afford to buy a house because of all of them damn taxes that they owe. Child, they go low in the P, okay? But Michelle Obama said, when they go low, we go high. The Potomac said, I think the fuck not, okay? <laughs> Between Karen and Giselle, low is always going to be the road most traveled, okay? I love the scene at Wendy's house, especially every time her mama rubbed on them new titties, okay? <laughs> she said she wanted her some of them brand new uh, car smelling titties too. She told them, she said, look, motherfuckers, I want me some titties too and y'all go pay for them and y'all got until December. I know that's right, mama. I'd be the same way. If I had some rich ass kids, I'd be like, now look, I ain't doing nothing else for the rest of my life. I want this, I want that, and I'll be happy, okay? Just get my knees rotated, get my uh my, my stomach uh flattened with an iron, give me give me some new eyebrows, give me all that. I want all of that done, and then I'm gonna sit down and I'll be happy. I don't need nothing else from you. But listen, this scene made me have many emotions. Many emotions. As someone who has student loan debt. Because I went to undergrad for a bachelor's and grad school for a damn master's, Lord, oh, Lord. I know it's nerve-wracking to switch careers. But if you're not happy, why the hell not? you making that housewife money now, so boom. And me, I'll single-handedly keep you in business if you have a candle company. Ask Amanda Page from the uh, It's All Happening podcast. When I buy a candle, I buy a candle, okay? I was about to cuss, but I'm trying to... Trying to watch my tongue when I'm talking about candles. I don't like to disrespect candles, okay? I will keep a candle company in business, okay? I love a boutique candle company. I got one located in Indiana that I love. Evansville, as a matter of fact. Y'all probably don't even know where Evansville, Indiana is. But I got one. They have a lemonade stand candle that smells so damn good. I burn it every chance I get I don't know what they got to do with Wendy and her mama, but you know what I mean. Let's jump to the day of Karen's love party 
Obviously, Giselle is not going, <laughs> and she spends the evening with her girls, and we find out that Grace can't pass the driving test. Apparently, she's about to take it for the third time. Now, look, I remember going to take my driver's test, and I was literally, literally the only person that day that had passed, which is kind of crazy. The only person that day that passed, and it shows, because Memphis is filled with potholes and bad ass drivers, okay? I swear to God, if you hit if you manage to not get hit by another driver, you'll fuck around and hit a pothole so big that the fillings in your damn cavities will pop the fuck out, okay? Oh Lord, Memphis needs to get it together. The conversation that they have about boys is also hilarious. They the Robin and Giselle in particular are so entertaining to me when they're with their kids. Like, you know, I love my Green Eye Bandits. I listen to their podcasts and everything. But I love the scenes with them and their kids because I think their kids overall are the most entertaining. Robin's boys are just, like, literally just hilarious. But Giselle's girls, will they do not care. They will read their mama for filth. And Giselle does not get offended. She just cracks up, too. She's like, well, shit, y'all ain't lying, so let me not get mad at you. <laughs> Child. At Karen's party, Gordon and Mia pop up first. Now, Gordon is Mia's husband, for y'all that don't know. The one that she says 38 years older than her, but we don't think that's the damn truth. We don't know. We don't know how old that damn man is. We quickly find out that Mia is Gordon's fourth wife. Oh, Lord. Is it Mia? Would you be nervous to marry someone that's been married so many times before you? Like, child, I'd, I'd be nervous as is, but... As I guess as long as you don't make me sign a prenup, I <laughs> I'll go and walk you down the aisle, take you for a, a long walk around the park, like my good sis uh, Jill Scott said. Ashley shows up sans Michael, who is supposedly at home with Dean. Hmm. Candace and Chris show up, surprisingly. Honestly... The thing that surprised me the most is that Candace didn't dive on Ashley's ass <laughs> or vice versa. But Ashley was too damn eating all the good ass food that Karen had out. So I guess they were going to be friends this day. I don't know. I never know the status of Ashley and Candace's relationship. Who even know? I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I just always assume that they beefing and I don't think they go ever not be beefing. So y'all just eat the beef, I guess. Ground beef, damn it. They end up talking about the nude interlude party and Wendy is messy this season, baby. And I love it. She kept asking Mia, so you still think Giselle is a good judge of character? Is she a good judge of character? Well, you were saying she was a good judge of character. You still feel that way? You still feel she's a good judge of character? <laughs> they end up getting into it and Wendy tells Mia, don't put your finger in my face. Mia said, oh, it's in your face. What you going to do about it? Whoo! let me tell you something. Every Potomac fan's ass cheeks must have clenched during this moment because fingers and faces we know from Atlanta and Potomac is a big trigger, a big trigger. And we saw last season, it's a big trigger on this show too. Oh, Lord, I thought they were about to throw some bowls like Ludacris said, but they managed to keep it cute. Somehow, the animosity managed to subside for, you know, just for a little while. <laughs> and they ended up playing a game that I actually thought was pretty fun. It was basically the newlywed game. And Ashley, since Michael wasn't there, she was the host. It, it, it looked really fun. The Ocephos won, but most importantly, we see that Mia and Wendy... They just don't see it for each other. And it's going to carry over into next week's episode. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to leave y'all with this note, <laughs> which I just saw on social media. Wendy tweeted and she said, first, you don't know your age. Then within 24 hours, you go from her having a good heart to just a pretty face. Then you say you're a bartender when we all know you're a stripper. So many lies, but go off, sis. Mia Thornton commented and said, Woo, child. Hashtag bothered. Hashtag much with the C and I's emoji. Strippers 
have way more fun than Slithers. Just saying. Ooh, not the Wendy Slither. Leave the Wendy Slither out of this, okay? <laughs> and then she ended it with natural hair flip. Ooh. Wendy, of course, clapped back and she said, let me slither on through then. Ooh, not on sight. Okay, Wendy. She said, no one shamed you for being a stripper. I'm calling you out for being a liar. Oh, boy. Potomac is back and I'm enjoying every damn moment. See, one of the positive things about this being a COVID season was the fact that we don't know what caused a lot of this division, why people are beefing and all this kind of stuff. It's just, it's good. We finding out episode to episode. I love it. I like being in the dark. See, we know how Beverly Hills go play out every single week. I love being a little bit in the dark. I know y'all like the dark too. As a matter of fact, I'm about to cut these lights off. It's going to be real dark in here. I'm about to take my ass to sleep. Bye. As always, thanks for listening. Want to support me for free? Just head on over to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Podchaser or CastBox and leave me a five-star rating and review. Need to contact me? Just email me, housewivesmarvelpodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and all kinds of updates regarding the podcast. That's at housewivesmarvelpodcast. This is Kendrick, and I'll see ya! Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.